and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show on this glorious Friday morning. Ramon, what's up? Yeah, not much, man. A whole well, I hope the trajectory of the season is up, man. That's what I'm hoping. You know what? We got a bye weekend, obviously, from the yeah. Pittsburgh perspective. But that has allowed us a little bit of time to reflect. Yeah. And also to look ahead. I got to tell you, uh, and and everybody who's watching or listening to this, Moan and I just spent some time looking at the Steelers' schedule before popping on here. And uh, go ahead, Moan. You say it first. Nobody that this team is going to face except for Baltimore is above 500 as it stands right now. I did not know this until we did it. Not a single not team. Not one team other than the Ravens. And you can almost take the Ravens and shove them off into a separate category because yeah. every game that Pittsburgh and Baltimore play, of course, is separated by three points, and anybody yeah. can win a three-point game. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. realistically, Moan, New Orleans is first on the list. Yeah, The Steelers have them, but they're going to have T.J. Watt back. Yep. They're going to be a couple weeks older, and maybe there will have been some at least behind-the-scenes changes to how they do things offensively with these couple weeks. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Read off these teams here. Man, uh, New Orleans is 3-5 and five on the season. Let, let me finish pulling this up, DK. New yeah, Orleans yeah, is 3-5 yeah. and five on the season, man. Who else is on this list? Bengals. Cincinnati's 4-4, four, four and four, 500. Colts. Colts is AFC South three four and one, and the whole division stinks. Falcons he is not good. Uh, Falcons <laughs> four and four with Marcus Mariota at friggin' quarterback. Speaking of divisions, it stink. Then yes. come the Ravens. Then come the Panthers. Panthers. Oh my gosh! Fired the coach already. They're two and six. Two and six, just like the Steelers. Raiders. Raiders again. A bad organization too right now. They're two and five. Two and five. That'll be on Christmas Eve. Then the Ravens again, and then the Browns. Finally. Browns, yeah, three and five. They talk a lot of crap, and of course, they'll have Deshaun back by that time, but three and five. Well, I mean, what are we talking about here? Because has it gone under-recognized, including maybe by me and you, yeah. that the Steelers had, to this point, yeah. the toughest schedule in the NFL? I'm not making excuses. Just throwing no. it out there. No, we, we knew that, DK. Um, mm-hmm. I think we spoke about it at the beginning of the season. You started looking at the way the Eagles came together. Then you start to realize, well, Miami kind of got it together a little bit too. Buffalo, we knew it was going to be good. The Jets game could have went either friggin' way. Uh, Browns game, I felt like too, but you couldn't stop the run in that one. Shouldn't have lost to the Patriots. And you still said to yourself, and then you beat a team like like the Bucks. You know, r- remember that? Remember that win? Okay, this is a team that 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 has the opportunity if Kenny grows, if this offense finds a way to kind of mesh a little bit. And yes, I'm putting it on Kenny a little bit because right now I think we as fans, the expectations kind of is dropped a little bit on the fan side. Those dudes inside of that locker room and coaches, they don't think like how we think. They're going out and competing. As a fan right now, expectations have kind of dropped a little bit. You look at this team and says eight games played, eight plus nine, what is that? That's 17. This team still mm-hmm. got a few games left that they can friggin' go. They can get above 500. Like, that's where we are right now. And we've seen this happen before. In 2013, DK, 
We were faced uh, with don't, what? Don't, 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 no, no, no. Don't, I'm just don't. saying we were two and six before. That's all I'm going. We were two and that six before and, and went five hundred. This team have almost I, nothing. No, in no, because we're speaking about the same thing. We're talking about a bunch of below five hundred teams. That team also wasn't dealing with those types of teams either. DK. That's We're fair. dealing with a bunch of below-the-line teams right now. And you say to yourself, should you be Carolina? Yes, you should be Carolina. Uh, can you have the opportunity to beat the Saints? Yes, you should beat the Colts right now with a backup. They bench Matt Ryan, okay? The Vegas Raiders, you should beat them. Baltimore and Cleveland, hey, toss-up. Cincinnati Division. again, toss-up. Like, yep. Division. Th- this, th- they can get 8-9. See, here's what I'm thinking of, though. I'm not thinking about 8 and 9 or 9 and 8 or crazy oh, stuff okay. like that. I just want to see the team get better. Okay, and I understand mm-hmm. that you can have your skills sharpened by facing the – what's the line about the iron? Iron, iron sharp, sharp, sharpens iron. iron. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. so by, by facing the Eagles, okay, and yeah. facing, for example, the Eagles' defensive line, you do become – in theory, if you learn from it and apply it, a better yeah. football team. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it, certainly not from watching it, but yeah. it, it 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 is that way, isn't it? Yeah, and, and that's what I meant by like how Kenny develops now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this team can can really push itself forward, and you can go into next year thinking to yourself, man, we got something. He's proven to be the guy again. Losing Chase Claypool again. Addition by subtraction is kind of the way I look at it. Like, I don't know if there's much room for another skill guy. Wow. You just said that? I I did. And I think it's better for him. Chicago <laughs> had no wide receivers. Okay? They have none. So, for him, he can go be the guy there in Chicago, in a big city, with a young team that's needing somebody to be a pass catcher for him. Pittsburgh's, I think that may, that may have been a bit of a problem. You got too many options. And, and, and this is the thing, too, about those options. Most of those guys have either done similar things or around the same age. There's not a real big gap between uh, Deontay and Chase. And then you also have a guy that has the potential to have the stardom of those two guys, too, along with Najee being a part of it. Like, there is a such thing. This isn't college where those guys leave and graduate and go to the NFL. You got to manage a roster also, right? Sure. And I just like the fact that – like is too strong a term. Oh, okay. They're two, okay. They're two and what are you six. doing liking they're, stuff they're, they're right two now? And six. Listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> they're two and six. So there's nothing to like. Okay. Yeah. However, <laughs> if you had to put it in a sequence, yeah. you would have had this team facing the challenges that it did while TJ was out. Probably, you know, those were going to be tough games to win regardless. Yeah. Okay? You come back and regardless, forgetting, you know, Playoffs and other silliness like that. There's, there's, there's. That's not even coming up in this discussion. Okay. Right. To me, it's just get better, build confidence, yeah, and project toward next season because that's one of the things that you guys did in 2013. You came back, you fell short, okay, but you were back on your footing again yeah. as a franchise, as a football team. Yep. Yeah, and and again, like I said, I think it starts and ends with the quarterback. Guys having the ability to grow up a little bit, DK. And if if they don't have a self-check and realize they're fighting for more than just this season, meaning their jobs and competition going into camp, then something wrong. I think that's where you are with when it comes with like the growth, right? That's all we're asking at this point. 
I think we're all tired of seeing a bad product, basically. Get better, okay? Yeah. That, I, I really, I, I, I hate to take the bar and move it down here or whatever, but it's yeah. been, like you just said, it's been several weeks of this. Yeah. <laughs> and what you want to see, especially on the offensive side of the football, I really believe this, because you have the first-rounders over there, you have all that, that young group over there, just get better. You know, find yeah. somebody that you feel like you can knock around a little bit. Or th- this, get a win streak. Okay? Two in a row. Let's start there. That's all I'm asking. They're going to have to win one before they can win two. So we've already probably taken this too far. It's just, I just <laughs> like, I just like where, I like w- where this schedule is at this point in this franchise's existence. I like the idea that they can go ahead yeah. and maybe build up something here and carry it into next year. You can enjoy this adversity, is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Right okay. now. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back, more of the Ramon Foster show. back to the Ramon Foster show and again before anybody thinks we've both been lobotomized here or something no one's predicting greatness or whatever the Steelers have the worst points differential in the entire National Football League and it's not even close they're at minus 77 and the next team the next worst differential is Detroit's at minus 52 so the Lions are one and six the Steelers even worse than that like again by a mile however however not all of these teams are in the same circumstances. And we have seen the difference that one specific player makes, and I mean immensely so, whether he's in or out. Yeah. And I mean, TJ Watt and his return can't be overstated, can they? No, he cannot, man. And this is the guy that reputation follows him, okay? No matter what you say, it's there for him. You talk about the points differential, DK, like that's that's what's so, is so interesting about it. Like if this team was able to at least put up some of Detroit's points, we have a different conversation. And on the other side, what you need to be able to do is stop team getting those points, man. We've seen quarterbacks extend plays, stand in the pocket, deliver however, whenever they wanted to. And I think with TJ being out there, again, I, I like Alex Highsmith. You match him up with Cam, you got something cool. But then – there's such a big gap on the other side of the line of not having as much success as you would with TJ. I Meaning Malik Reed hasn't been that guy, and it's not his fault. TJ is a def- defending defensive player of the year and probably was on his way again this year. I think he single-handedly controlled most of that Cincinnati game, but we're being real about it, right? So oh, I mean, in every way. Yeah, he <laughs> was a ter- He terrorized them, man. And and with that being said. I, I think Mika holds the, the back end of the defense accountable. But on that front end, it's kind of hard to have a guy like Cam being the leading force behind it. You need people with you to kind of drag everybody, you know what I'm saying, to the party. And I think that's where TJ comes into play. There's a level of, 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 of having high play all the time when he's around. Because you know for a guy that has to give him a spell like Malik Reed when TJ does come back, then you got to say to yourself, I got to maximize my reps. Instead of pacing myself through my reps, you see what I'm saying? That's what it adds. There is a non-stopping factor whenever you have a guy like TJ on your defense and getting him back, at least to put some strain on that points differential, DK. That's embarrassing. It's it's amazing. The other thing that ends up playing out here is that the players around TJ get better. 
Yes. I'm going to give an example here. We've we've all congratulated Alex Highsmith a million times over for having the six and a half sacks and everything else here. Little known thing, three of those mm-hmm. came in the Cincinnati game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and TJ was a participant in that game. Yeah. So a lot of the things that the Bengals would have done or schemed for and everything else would have still been based on nine, number 90 being out there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I, it, you just can't you can't overstate the impact that he has. No, no you cannot, man. And this this guy is that dude for a reason. We 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 buy tickets to come see certain guys and TJ Watt is one of those men. Okay? And I know he's not scoring points, but he's a, he's affecting the other team that does score points is what we're saying. This is a, hey, if you are coming back, TJ, we welcome you with open hands segment. How about Cam? How yeah. about the impact that he has on Cam? Here, you can explain that. You're, you're an interior offensive lineman. Tell me how Cam benefits because it TJ's puts, return. What's it mean it, technically? It puts Cam in more one-on-one situations to where it's, it's more dangerous for him to be by himself. Like, you got to direct guys to TJ to where Cam can rush down the middle of a center, and you really got to have the right guard and right tackle focus in on TJ. And that's where Cam presses the pocket and everybody else get those sacks, like in Alex Highsmith. It creates an angst that you don't believe when you have those two types of guys out there. Okay. And that's why Baltimore always really give teams fits because they have big guys up the middle that can push the pocket and they got always really good edge rushers that can close the deal. Calais Campbell push it up the middle, Brandon Williams push it up the middle. And then you got other guys around the edge, cleaning it up. Like you say what you want to, it is strategic in how you build defenses. And I almost look at Baltimore and Pittsburgh has been essentially the same thing, the way they kind of draw it up. Oh, I can see that. I mean, for sure. Here's here's some amazing numbers here. Check this out. Yeah. This is when TJ Watt plays 2017, 56 sacks for the team. First yeah. overall. First. 2018, 52 sacks, tied for first. 2019, 54 sacks. First. 2020, 56 sacks. First. 2021, 55 sacks. First. Yeah. 2022, week one, just the Bengals game. Yeah. Seven sacks, yeah. tied for first. <laughs> 2022, yeah. this year, since week two, the Steelers have eight total sacks, yeah. tied for the fewest in the National Football League. It, it's freak show stats. He, he means a lot. Is he scoring points? No, but he's affecting how other teams score points. Rushing coverage work hand in hand. Getting TJ Watt back with that intensity and that kick door celebration is welcomed. Okay, <laughs> it's so welcomed. And maybe this also helps out the guys in practice with them being able to block a little bit better too. Let me just throw that out there for my guys at the Tech quarterback. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, the only segment that matters. It's Hey Ramon. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. And the only segment that matters is brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite item at the get-go cafe and market today better believe it moan today's hey moan comes from steve who says hang on i gotta back up here ready <laughs> hey moan 
I'm me. curious when a player is traded midseason and has to yeah. fly out immediately to his new team. Does the current team provide assistance to pack up and move his property, or is it up to the player slash agent to do that? What about a lease? If he's renting, he's buying. Do the teams have rental assistance when they first arrive to address this issue? Little does Steve know, Mo never had to deal with this. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> but uh, you were a union rep, so yeah. you're probably familiar with all of this. I- I've seen guys deal with it before. They pretty much leave almost everything behind them. You know, it's, 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 it's the way it works for the most part. Like Chase is in Chicago right now. Uh, he'll probably have to hire a, a moving company to move stuff. But Chicago Bears, they'll have housing for him in some capacity. I saw he had somebody offer his house up to him to stay in for a little while because he doesn't know the city, don't know where to stay at. Uh, most of the time, they'll have like hotel, um, like like the connections to get a guy in or those long stay type of places. All the guy really needs for the most part is some clothes, a vehicle, and a place to stay at, and they'll be able to provide some of that for them. I checked their uh, schedule, the Bears. They have a bye week, uh, week 14. Mm -hmm. So he'll have a little bit of a grace period to grab that. But for the most part, everything stays behind. You move into the next city, and you can try to have somebody set up moving, but you got to be honest with yourself. Chase is probably still in a toss-up about if he wants to stay in Chicago and, yeah. you know, where his residence wants – I mean, has to be at. I think Chicago's a great city if you wanted to settle there as a young single guy like he is. He could probably get a condo somewhere or stay somewhere in the suburbs. But just in general, I don't, I don't think there's much movement because the only thing that matters right now is his production on the field. Well, a couple of things you mentioned that I want to touch on. One is, doesn't Chase – He's got some people with him, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He will. No, no, no. I mean, he's got some. He's surrounded by people. He's he's got a lot of people around him. They can do work. All right. Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Yeah. Not everybody does. No. They, he, and, and, there, and there's most, no Chris Boswell posse. No. You know. <laughs> oh, no. No. Nah, he got some people. But I'll say this: with those people, some of the time they usually don't do work and know how to. He's the guy that directs everything. The hanger-ons is what you're talking about. No, those those folks don't usually know how to do much when it comes down to that type of stuff, which is kind of sad too, because he's the guy with the check and everybody follows his orders, man. Uh, except most of the time they don't know how to do anything except for laugh around them and say, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of those people don't know how to change tires if you call a flat, but um, he'll put if stuff he can up on Instagram. Yeah, if he can direct somebody to hire somebody for him, that will there be the best go. bet. But, uh, yes, most of the time, those uh, you know, apartment complexes will let guys out of their lease because the team can usually reach out in Pittsburgh and say, Hey, he needs to break this lease, and maybe he'll have to pay till the end of the year, you know. But I can see Chase coming back to Pittsburgh in the offseason also. I am insisting that one of the followers of this fine program concocts a meme of Boswell, <laughs> the Boz crew. Yeah. Boz and all his Boz and all his hangers on. This is Somebody do it. Don't we'll do, we'll our, we'll put it on Twitter if you send it to us. Just just get it to us. We'll, no we doubt. promise. That's that's I just priceless stuff there, potentially. I, I will say this though. I saw his going away chases. That is. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a guy take farewell pictures the way he did though, which is fine and dandy to me. I was just like, 
I guess it broke while he was in the locker room coming off the practice field. It did. So that would have been a little weird. So I feel like from here on out, he'll, he'll be unattached to a lot of the business when it comes to this type of stuff. But the other thing I can't help but let go, and even though you mentioned it just briefly, is that is that his bye week doesn't come until week 14. Yeah. There are guys who got traded this week who have to play 18 games who get no bye week. How, Mr. Union Rep, did that loophole ever make its way into the bylaws? How did somebody at the union not stand up and say, hey, listen, nobody plays 18 games? How no, did it, that happen? It never crossed my mind to bring mm-hmm. it up. Because this is the other thing, too. Trades don't hardly happen like this in the NFL. They seem to be happening more, though. Well, player control for the most part. It's uh, it's ramping up a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, well, Chase Chase does get a week off in week 14, and he can call Boz and Boz's crew up for some uh, some (laughs) assistance here. Moan, have a good weekend. Just going to kick back and watch the games? That's it, man. Uh, My college team got a big one this weekend against Georgia. Um, Alabama LSU should be a good one this weekend also. Uh, Man, it's good good college ball on. And I watch some of these other boring games that got to come on too. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Let's talk Monday, Mo. Yeah, a stress-free weekend. That's it. That's how I feel. Totally, totally stress-free. I'm into it.